I had a great upbringing that was morally based and I made a lot of dumb decisions. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, my auntie sat me down at a point in my life where everybody just really was looking. They was like, bro, he either gonna, he gonna end up in one box. He's either gonna end up in a, a cell or he gonna end up in a, in, in a grave. Within three years of release, two out of three ex-offenders are rearrested. Clearly, something is broken. It's time we strategize ways to prevent repeat offenses. Our brainstorming session starts now. Welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon. Hello, everyone. This is Michi J coming to you today. This is the second segment with Quincy Harper. You heard from him before. If you did not, please go back to the episode before this. Well, actually a couple episodes before this. Sorry, I don't have that number, but it is listed. Please go back and listen to that one because he is got the protein. Now we're going to listen to more of what he has to say. I decided to chop this up a bit because I wanted to make sure that we appreciate what we're hearing here because he has the protein. Uh, I was fortunate. I was very fortunate for my upbringing. I didn't always think that way. You know, I felt like a lot of things I wanted to do, you know, I wasn't supported in. You know, a lot of the things I saw other people out there doing, I couldn't do and everything. But you know, one of the greatest moments in my history, because, you know, I in my upbringing, I had a very good upbringing, but I was a very bad seed coming up. Like, uh, you know, uh, my father tells me this to this day. You know, my grandma told him once he got older, he's about to have me. She said, I hope you have 10 kids as bad as you. <laughs> or I hope you have one kid that's 10 of you and one. And he had me. I'm his only child. Why? And I was bad. I, wow. I was bad. I was bad, bad. And in case... He wished the same things on me. So uh, me and mom, we aim for the ladder. We we going to the 10. We going to the 10, all right? <laughs> and, but in case I had a great upbringing that was morally based and I made a lot of dumb decisions. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, my auntie sat me down at a point in my life where everybody just really was looking. They was like, bro, he either gonna, he gonna end up in one box. He's either gonna end up in a, a cell or he gonna end up in a, in, in a grave. Cause that that it's nothing that we can say that's gonna that's stopping them and everything. You know what I mean? There's nothing that we can do. And she sat me down. She said, "Q, I love you so much. I do. I love you like you're my own son." And she said, "From this day forth, I I, I just want you to make me a promise. Promise me that you will one grow up to be an upstanding citizen in today's society, a productive member of today's society, mm -hmm. and promise me too that you will not end up in." prison and when I said yes to her just because of the love that she was showing showing me at the time and everything but in my mind it never trickled the impact that those words like you were saying the influence that we have and everything it says in the bible that our tongues speak life and death you know mm -hmm. and, and her speaking that life into me god has blessed me through all of my folly with his grace and mercy to not break that promise to her and everything because even though my choices might not have depicted a desire to, you know, adhere to that promise and everything. He knows my heart and I would never want to put my auntie through, you know, the hurt of me ended up dead. Me ended up in prison. Her having to go and reach out to those uh, notions. I know the hurt that she's felt to hear about some of the things I've done in life and everything. But then again, Flip, I know the joy it's on her 
to to hear about some of the things I'm doing in life and everything, you know. And in case, I guess, like you said, I hit a point with my music at the least where because my upbringing, you know, morally wise, I didn't live the lifestyle of an average rapper and everything, nor did I want to live the lifestyle of an average rapper, you know. And once, like I said, I found out to my, you know, bliss, oh, we, we can rap for God. Oh, we, this, I started off small and, uh, you know, just writing, but in case it's like, I never felt like I had bars, you know, uh, like a comedian said about Lil Wayne, you know, did you know what he said? Potato at the end of the barrel? French fries, you know, because potatoes are made out of French fries and it's shaped like a missile, like, oh, my bar, you know, I never had those, but I had a decent enough vocabulary where I could rhyme words, and literally, as I'm writing these pieces, the words are falling in place, and I'm just like, wow, okay, okay, next you know, I take a step back and look at the whole piece, and it's a message there, so, like, I'm something looking over these songs that, in my personal opinion, is not me writing as much as me conversing with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit presenting me with a message that, give it some time, give it some time. You know, some of the songs that I'll be coming out with, I probably started writing maybe a year and a half ago and mm -hmm. through different teachings and everything that I've experienced through different uh, uh situations and everything, I've gotten the end of those songs and everything. Like, he started the song off with me. He's like, okay, stop here. Now go and experience these things that you're talking about and everything. Oh, oh, now not only do I have the situation, but now I got the answer to the situation. Now I got the results to the situation. You know what I mean? And right. I guess... That's why when you made that comment that my, my my music was like the protein, like I told you before, I was like, she think my music is chicken. That's what <laughs> yeah, they, it, it really was. It really, it really is. So, because I really liked, it made me sit back and listen. I wanted to hear more of what you had to say because, you know, God has many type of artists. Like I write and that's how I, I use words as well. Um, I do some poetry too. And you do the poetry and you, it's definitely artistry that he gives you the message. And then, you know, probably from real life events and you express it. So don't stop doing that because it, you can change um, the black culture, I would say, and it's a subculture. And a lot of this subculture is really holding our community down because of the messages there. And it's not just the, the black community. I, you know, I've been around town. I see a lot of white kids and, you know, playing this music too, and they're bumping it. And I look around like, what? And I can't help but see too, these same type of, you know, these same individuals are the ones that's going to jail, keeping up trouble. It's not separated. It's and it's for a reason because they are being indoctrinated with this message. That's why I'm saying you should be very careful about the music you listen to, your, you know, all, all kind of influencers, be this marketing campaigns, these messages they be sending, and your artistry. Like people have different type of, um, you know, books. They may write in for adults. They may write for kids. They might write in Spanish. You know, you write a lot for the community because they they relate to that type of music, meaning it's kind of, it has a particular beat. 
you know, it has to be which they like. But and when you put on your lyrics, that's just like dynamite there. It's going to be <laughs> explosive and it's going to start steering them and they don't understand how much they're being influenced by it. So I'm very much encouraged um, to hear, you know, artists like you come out that have a real message for that group. Before we had started talking, you all, I told him I, I had recorded some of his music and I let my granddaughter listen to it. And she said, oh, that was dope, you know, and I felt so good that my my granddaughter and I could agree on something of some music, because if you if you know about it, you know, it's hard to um, uh, reach them. And they always think we're so old, you know, so old fashioned, like, what's that? You know, oh, I'm not going to listen to that. So we both agree. So I was really excited. So this is what, you know, Quincy is doing. So what else do you know, I wanted to talk about too, like what future plans do you have for your ministry? Because this is a ministry, like the music that you're doing. Um, as far as I go, uh, I'm letting God, like I said in that song, I'm letting God direct me. And literally at this point, I've been working with a guy named Donald Rapney out of Milwaukee. He does all my recordings and we probably piled up about two hours worth of material and everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in case we're finally to a point where we're comfortable with what we have in the vault, now it's time to start sorting it out and making projects. That was segment two with Quincy Harper. We do have other segments coming up, but let me just tell you some of my takeaways I got from that. Did he, does he not have a great auntie that she stepped in and gave him some great wisdom that she wants him to be a positive and productive citizen. That's what we all want for our family. We need to be telling this to our family to help them and let them know that we love and care about them and we want to see the best for them. And also, did you hear what he said, what the music did for him? He was able to express himself. He made the music and he started thinking about it and it, he was able to express himself because of it. That is why the arts is the way because God is connected through the arts. He's the creator. So it's naturally that we're going to take on some of those characteristics and be able to express ourselves this way as well as connecting us to him and to the fundamental values that we need. It also helps us understand our identity. It is too many things out here that can influence us and take away our identity. What is our image? What are we reflecting out on other people? Those are my takeaways. I hope you're listening and can appreciate what we're trying to do here. Lastly, the new book is out. It's called Farrell's Butler and Baker, The Unknown Power of Forgiveness. It's a kid's book, but remember, it is an eternal book. It's not just for kids. It's on Amazon. I will be putting that information in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. Thanks for tuning in to the show. For more information on our guests and resources, visit prisonerspardon.com. If you're enjoying the content, follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast. 
Also, please be sure to leave a rating and review. Until next time, God bless.